0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras
1: and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB.
2: The biggest thing is when they come to the bench, it's it's their teammates saying,
1: they're talking about the the back check, they're not talking about the goal. That's the big part of it and that's when you know you've got buy-in and everybody's kind of, you know, excited about how these goals are coming or these situations are, are, you know, kind of uh, evolving. But it was, it was great when they came back. All the guys were yelling, great back check, great back check, great back check. And that's what you love to hear. That's the part they know. It's the hard work, and it's uh, sometimes not rewarded. But those those situations have, be, have been rewarded for them. Associate coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Scott R. Neal, 6-3 victory for the Winnipeg Jets over the Nashville Predators at Canada Life Center yesterday. Back checking, high scoring. Exciting.
0: And victories? It's exciting. If you're you were writing a bet. hockey novel, you got your your excitement, your your antagonists, your yep. um was that a shot? Like we, we haven't heard that in seven years. Nice back check. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Um it's fun to watch, Cam. Like we've talked about this, this depth yep. of this team and, and how it might not be as exciting firepower or as much firepower as we've seen in the past four or five, six years. But the way this, this lineup goes about it and the way they work. And um, you and I were talking today, but we, you and mm-hmm. I've been talking for three or four years, defense leads to offense. And I think that's what's going on with, with a lot of this team and especially that top line, the past two games, it's been really exciting to see. It was a, another big win last night. It's their third win in a row. And they've have points in eight of their last nine games. Mm-hmm. And so when we went in a training camp, like how this this spread out lineup was gonna function was the second biggest story to me, other than the contracts which were at the end of camp signed. So it became the bigger story about how this team would play night in night out and stay in the fight, try yep. to get points. So we all know the LA game and we know the Vegas has has taken it to this team, but in yeah. general they've been in and around the fight, mostly night in night out and they're they're getting the rewards of points in 8 of 9.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the LA game. That's the one game that you can sort of circle and be like that was when the Winnipeg Jets were not good. They did not have their game. Yeah. Since then, um you you have to be happy with where this team is right now. Uh, Kyle Connor, three goals and an assist yesterday. Mark Shifley, four assists. Marky Mark, Mark Shifley. um, He has been outstanding. Absolute. Marky Mark. Marky Mark, man.
3: I'm not going
1: to I'm not going to tell I'm not going to add the funky bunch on the end of that but Marky Mark
0: man. Now that he's hip and cool and he's, rolling, back. he's he's like he's back,
1: Marky baby. Mark Marky Mark That's man. That's the new handle. Uh, he's he's been an absolute stud. I don't know what else I can say. I am so impressed with him. Uh I we I don't think we've seen this Mark Shifley in in, in a little bit. He's confidence. He's confident. Uh he's he's all over the ice. Um he's doing the right things. I I really have no complaints. Kyle Connor tied second right now in the league in NHL goals with Brock Besser and Nikita Kucherov. Austin Matthews is the only player that scored more. He's got thirteen so far. Um, it's 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 been it's been great. I I don't know what else to say. It's it's been it's been real 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 good. I mean Adam Lowry two fights. I'm going to play that clip. Here you go. Here's yeah. Adam Lowry. Here's two fights, back to back shifts in the first period. The first one, I kind of, Coops goes down in the corner. I don't really see the, the contact, just that he goes down. And so I asked Lozon to, to fight. And, you know, pretty respectful by him to let me up kind of right off the bat. And, you know, so I really appreciate that. You know, certainly didn't have to and could have teed off. And then um, the second one, I, I think, you know, he's just sticking up. That's a young guy, new guy in the lineup. And, you know, I would have appreciated if I could have got my gloves off, but it's, uh, you know, that's, that's what happens. You play hard and things like that happen. I don't think I anticipate fighting twice in a period uh, too often. What
4: went to
1: the room? Was that equipment or was it injury related? Or? Oh, just kind of equipment, move some stuff around, get some things sorted out. So, no, it was all good. All good. Adam Larry, no worries. Just went back to the you know, a couple fights, go back uh to the dressing room. You know, some steel you know, I got my uh you know, my shoulder pad just got it got tucked underneath. I had to get that fixed up, but no problems.
0: Hey Adam, I heard you won the sixty million dollar Lotto Max. Yeah, I went down to the store the other day and um was getting a uh a, a bio steel and picked up a ticket and took it home and lo and behold, uh won sixty million. So um yeah, pretty pretty happy with that. And, <laughs> Hope to sh- perfect. hope to share it with all the guys.
1: Yeah, it's free-for-all Friday, everybody, 204-780-6868. I mean, this texture says, and you get anything, again, it's free-for-all Friday, everybody. We already got a bunch of text messages. We'll get into those. This texture says, you think fans are glad they didn't trade Marky Mark and Bucky? I think so.
0: Well, right now they are. So yeah. um, uh, we're going to give you some insight of how Cam and I spend our nights last night, or one night, anyway. But my point with Adam is, is like the whole... He's a hockey guy, right? Like yeah. his dad was a 1000 lo- a game NHL veteran. He was raised around that. He loves the game. He loves the atmosphere around being a hockey guy. And I don't mean the 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 negative connotation hockey man like mm-hmm. we've heard over the past couple of years. I mean he's just an in and all around loves the game as a passion for it and gets the ins and outs of it. Yeah, I just shift some equipment around. Come on, you you went down the room to shift. Is my shoulder pad askew? <laughs> yeah. like, just, but he's not going to give you any of that, yeah. right? Like he's not going to go, "Wow, my hand was hurting, and I thought maybe I broke a knuckle, but it turned out I didn't." So it's, it's, it's just it's uh,
1: his elbow he pad just
0: gots. ah shift some equipment around. You know, you know, Ken. Ken, we was asking the question. Yeah. You know, Ken, I went down the hall, and my elbow pad was askew, so I just fixed it. That's all that yeah, was.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's easier than just doing it on the bench.
0: <laughs> just a hockey guy, but so. Cam and I were texting last night about the officiating, which we don't yes. even have to address it because it is well, what it is. You know,
1: I'd like to address well, it. Well, you I don't want – I'm having a good day. Don't <laughs>
0: get me going. Well, no,
1: because it was a big part of that game, and yeah. uh, it could have led what was in a great effort for the Winnipeg Jets, and it could have came back to bite him in the butt. Yeah. Okay, um, well, we'll get go, to that. I, get, go ahead My first. point
0: also was that – and then you said, like, what? what is with Mark this year? And, and I said – I don't know. Yeah. Um, I brought up Wheeler. Like maybe him and Wheeler were all about just the offense and there was a philosophy. And without Wheeler here and that influence that maybe is he it, was.
1: Is it like a Pierre-Luc Dubois? There was a battle for the number one center and that was added pressure yeah. on Sharfley that he wasn't working well. So I got score I more. But I, w- yeah, I, I will know. say
0: this. I haven't um, been in the room for a number of years now. Um, but when I was in the room for a couple of years, and when I mean in the room, I just mean covering it. Like I wasn't yeah. in there having conversation. But when, when all my interactions with Mark Shifley was, he's always been a believer that for order to him to help the team, and he's a team first guy once win, he needed to score more. So it didn't matter if you had 86 points in 82 games and you missed the playoffs, you ask Mark, you know, what you got to do to get better, what you got to do to help the team. And he's like, I you know, it just in his mind was, I got to score more. And I think that's what him and Adam Oates always worked on. I'm wondering if this year – um, now that he's got the big contract. Like, let's be honest, this is the contract you work for. I know he made $6 million a year for six years, but this was the UFA one-time big contract mm-hmm. that these guys get in their careers. And I wonder if now that he's gotten that, it's not the conscious, oh, I'm going to play defense now, but it's the conscious, I don't have to worry about Patty getting points. I don't have to worry about... It's like a I've relax. Got, it's a relaxing. I, 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 now, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, Not, and I'm saying this like it's a conscious decision. I don't mean it to be a conscious decision that Mark was okay. Now I'll play defense, but I'm wondering if he knows what his future is. He's got his big deal. He's going to make his hundred million, and it just becomes a more of an all-round game of that. I'm painting him to be selfish, and to a point when you don't back check and stuff, you are. But it's from a point where. In my time covering Mark, he always thought that in, no matter what the yeah. team needed, he they needed him to score more. I'm wondering if now he understands that the results have gotten him to where he is now. And it needs to be a more all round game that I don't, you know, it's okay if I don't score 80 points this year. Yeah. It's, it's okay that. It, that's got to be a lot of
1: pressure. It is. Like it is. It's got to be a lot of pressure. Like it's.
0: The the greatest trick Dale Sutter ever pulled off was convincing Johnny Gaudreau that more defense would lead to more offense, yeah. and it did that season in Calgary. He'll never have a year like that. No, not, and a, I'm wondering not if Columbus. If Rick Bonus and and the coaching staff and everything else, and and you know now that he knows where he's going to be and he's got the the and now all he wants to do now there's not a contract on his mind or anything all Mark wants to do. And all he focuses on now is winning. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he didn't in the past. I'm just saying there's other things like, like he said, two years ago, I kind of got to figure out, I'm at a point in my career where I got to figure out what's best for me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think he's figured all that out. Yeah. And he's having a really good year.
1: Yeah. 204 780 Let's take a break. Let's come back. On the other side, the Bombers have released their roster for the upcoming game against the BC Lions tomorrow at IG Field. They'll tell you who's on that list, who's off that list, as well as things keep going. You're uh, on 680 CJOB free for all Friday. We got a, the text messages coming in uh, furiously. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit uh, net minding Brassois game yesterday. Uh, got to talk about the PK. Dylan Sandberg was a was a, a superstar yesterday. Um, the power play starting to figure itself out. And of course, the officiating yesterday. We'll get into that when we come back. Chats at noon on 6 cjob Rasheed Bailey and Nick Dembski, receivers for the Blue and Gold, both considered game-time decisions. Yeesh. And then Dalton Schoen and Winston Rose will remain on the one-game injured list. Uh, Winston Rose was working with a second unit over the course of practice this week at IG Field, uh, but obviously not good to go. Pre-game at 3, kickoff again tomorrow at 5.30. What are your thoughts on that there, Jimbo? Uh, ominous. Yeah. I mean, Dalton's shown... You think You're, it's a little bit of gamesmanship with a game-time decision? You, think, no, it's, um, you I, think it's for real?
0: Look, I think they'll play, yeah. but what's ominous is how healthy they'll be. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, Nick Dembski, I've known since his Bison days, he's a gamer. Yeah. But you can get into a game and be a gamer and then get hit in the wrong spot. And, and so it's just not optimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, everybody's banged up at this time, but the fact that they didn't practice all week and, and, yeah. and now their game-time decision, it would not surprise me if they don't go. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It would surprise me if they don't go, but mm-hmm. when they go and not being a hundred percent or even ninety,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and maybe they are ninety. I don't know, yeah. but it just I don't I don't I don't like it, Cam. I I, I would much rather have well Dalton shown, but you yeah, fair enough. If he's out, he's out. But I'd like the other guys to be fully healthy yeah. and stuff. But look, this is going to be a game and I'm excited. I, I don't know the last time I've been this excited, including when they're in the gray cup for a bomber game. This is going to be a toe to toe battle with the BC lions. Yeah.
1: No, Kenny Lawler. This is putting a lot more emphasis on him as well as Brady Oliveira. If they can get moving the ball opens things up. Brady downfield. Oliveira
0: could just be, and I finally said it right, by the way, Brady Oliveira, And you can be a monster. That means he's going to have a good game. Cause I said it right, but um, I, he's going to be key. I think more, more than ever. Yeah yeah offensive line healthy too uh
1: that's uh well, let's take a break and i know he's up back. for
0: mop that's not really saying anything but i mean <laughs> i mean they might have to use him a lot more than they were planning
1: you're you're right well let's take a break for the twelve thirty news on the other side more free for all friday officiating all that and more we'll be right back jets at noon on 680 cjob
4: Mainly cloudy skies this afternoon with a high of minus 1. Wind chill near minus 12 this morning. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Clearing after midnight, low of minus 6. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. High of minus 1. And Sunday, sunny skies with a high of plus 4. Right now, it's minus 1 outside of 680 CJOB.
1: Welcome back to Free For All Friday here on Jets at Noon. Lots to get to here, but Justin has been so patient waiting on the phone uh here on free for all friday calling in 204-780-6868 hello justin thanks for waiting bud hey cam hey
4: jim how's it going good justin thanks for joining us yeah
1: friday what's going on dude
4: i was at the game last night and that might have been the loudest refuse suck chant i've heard in a long time like just once maybe it'd be nice if they said Upon further review, we do suck. It's a good goal. Like what, damage, what damage could that possibly do? It would make all the highlights. Everyone knew that was a goal. It was obvious. So,
0: I, uh, I had the radio it, on and the TV, listening to Paul and Mitchell and the TV, yeah. and I, it was interesting because <laughs> I didn't hear what the TV said, but I, I was watching it, Justin, on a television, and I knew that wasn't interference.
1: It was the worst goaltender interference call I'd ever seen. It was it was pretty bad, and and if that doesn't get reversed that, for whatever reason, that is it's, the worst. It's, it's and you know that was a nice tip by um, Tomasito later on. It's a four three game all of a sudden,
0: and that's saying something when we're talking about bad goaltender interference it calls to be the worst. It wasn't even close. It's a phantom one.
1: It wasn't even
0: close. Soros didn't even say like did I. Soros was like did I interfere with Lowry? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's what's being called?
4: <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I have a, I have a solution though. Like. Maybe, I don't know, the referees have a strong union, but wouldn't it be nice also to get the refs to just, after the game, have the media have access to the referees and ask two or three questions after the game and hold them a little bit accountable? Does that not make a little bit of sense? Yeah, you know,
1: I've always felt that, Justin. I've always felt like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world that an official has to come up and, and, you know, maybe ask some questions. I mean, I mean, uh, coaches, if they even say anything, are fined 25K, which is way more than you get fined for cross-checking somebody in the teeth, you know, but anyways. Uh, just think- um,
0: I don't mind that idea, but then again, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I know they are accountable. Like, I know there's a guy who goes in or an official that goes in and grades them after and yeah. does th- things like that, but um, I, I don't know. Like, some nights, Justin and everybody listening, they just – There are nights like a team where they just don't have it. And I thought last night was one of the games where they just don't have it. The the
1: hold on Ealers was a terrible call. The
0: Dylan slash was another one where, and that's why Dylan, did you see after his goal was called a goal and he was like, Shifley came over, like, just let it go, man. Cause (laughs) he was like,
1: yeah, I don't blame him. That was insane. And then, you know what? The first too many men call in the second period I was sitting there and I was like, okay, that's obviously too many men. The second one, the puck was already down the ice. Okay, could have got to the bench a little bit quicker, but I, I didn't like that call either. But anyways, Justin, we got a bunch more calls here. I really appreciate oh, it.
4: I was just going to think I jumped upon real quick and just ask: would a win game benefit the Bombers with the run game and throw the receivers off for BC? Just, you guys can chew on that. I'll let you guys go. Would the run game benefit? Like, like if, the, if we were oh, to a win game. Oh, the wind. The, the win would at least for half the game, the Lions would have to be throwing against a strong wind, which benefits the Bombers. Because the Lions don't have a yep. run. You know that, right? So I'll let you guys chew with that. Let me know what you think, if, what would benefit the Bombers on tomorrow. Yeah, I think yeah. A, w- a windy game would, I
1: think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's going to be, according to the weather network here, wind gusts 32 kilometers an hour, uh, 21 uh, clicks going from the southeast. So, yeah, 100%, obviously. That, that would be a, that would be definitely a big thing. Thanks for the call, Justin. Let's go to Neil. Neil, Steve and Mike, we're going to get to you. But, Neil, what's going on, man?
3: Hey, I just want to talk about Chifley real quick.
1: Okay, go ahead. You go for it.
3: Uh, yeah, I think uh, with the contract behind him, I think that's the whole key to this, because he knew last year that guys get paid based on points. And whether you want to admit it or not, you press for points to catch the check. He knows where he's going to be for eight years. He's got a bunch of money in the bank. Now he can just play hockey like he knows he has to play.
0: Yeah, and he wouldn't be the first player to be concerned about like getting this. And people like the ELC, they work for the next one, and after the next one they work. That UFA contract is the one they all sort of focus around. Yeah whether you're Adam Lowry or whether you're Mark Shifley it just it's a subconscious thing but they know that and and like I said I I don't begrudge a goal a point getter a goal scorer an offensive guy to concern himself about offense all the time that's mm. what is a bread and butter but it just it, seems like he's more um all-around uh like I, when we talk about this it seems like we're saying he willingly didn't play defense yeah and I don't know if that's the case. What I think is the case is he more than should have focused on offense more than he should have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I get it. Right. He's offensive player. Who am I to tell an offensive player not to worry about it so much, but it just seems like, and look, this is early. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it is in February, the back check and everything else, but he just seems to be engaged. And I I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit.
1: Yeah. We all know
0: that, you know, it it wasn't the, well, we think it wasn't the best between him and Maurice and how things were, but I think it was that way because Maurice was harping on defense. Mm -hmm. I honestly do. Why, what
1: coach wouldn't with this team? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a shift. There's definitely a shift. Thanks for the call, Neil. Appreciate it. All right. And we got Steve, Steve, what's going on, dude?
3: Hey, uh, just quickly on the Shifley thing. I think uh, last year, uh, Shifley and Dubois were fighting for the affection of uh, Kyle Connor, and now that uh obviously Dubois has moved on, Shifley uh, doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And among all the other things you guys talked about, but
0: yeah, uh, that happened what, to me in high school with Renee Lucenda. Things got things <laughs> yeah. got bad, eh? Well, I just you know we were buddies, but yet, yeah, and but she well, didn't did like right? either of us, so it didn't matter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. I just wanted to talk about, uh, I think the Jets are really responding well to uh, Arneal behind the bench. Uh, I So someone told me that Arneal and Bonus are co-coaches, um, and I said, oh, I don't know about that. Well, but, no, uh, head, like, no Rick, Rick
1: Bonus is the head coach, and Scott Arneal is the associate coach. So here's the, the thing
0: yeah. with associate head coaches, um, um, or associate coach. When when Scott Arneal was in New York with Vigneault, I had him on the show and he said, then he goes, I don't want to nitpick. I could care less, but the team is adamant that I'm an associate coach instead of an assistant coach. And and because I, well,
3: what does that, what does that mean? It means he's,
0: he's got more responsibility and he is, as we're seeing now, if something like this were to happen that he would be the head coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there was also, uh, uh, there's also other, other things involved there too. Um, because he was the assistant coach in Washington. Yes. And there was a part of his contract that he couldn't just move over to the Jets as an assistant coach. He would have to be promoted so yes. that he could get out of the, the deal with Washington if, or whatever.
0: If you have a current coaching contract and want to leave to another team, you
1: have to do it with a promotion. You cannot
0: leave to do the exact same job.
1: Yeah. So he had to get associate coach. That's it's, it's definitions and I'm probably missing something, but that's the gist. It's
0: much like an assistant coach gets a head coaching offer. Then he can leave. But if an assistant coach gets another assistant coaching job and he wants to go, he can, he's got to get some kind of bump.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. So, so they, uh, then uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong bonus. this, This is his last year.
0: I believe it's his last year of his current contract yeah. yes
3: no yeah. so I mean the obvious question is uh, do you think that Arneil would step in they would well they wouldn't renew bonus first of all and then Arneil would be the, the head coach is well that, I, I is think that the, what's playing, is that is that what's playing out here
0: look I don't want to comment too much on what the current situation is because I don't know how uh, yeah Judy with, Bonus and Mrs. Bonus is doing but, I'm with
1: you on that yeah well. yeah
0: for but for I, sure, yeah. I said when Rick signed this head coaches normally get a three-year deal Rick Bone signed a two, I said at the time. I think that Rick at his age, um, and as he said, when he got the job, he was going to retire. He didn't want to be an assistant on a rebuilding. When he got the chance to be a head coach again, I think he purposely signed for two years because I think he wanted to do this for two years and then retire. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't think he had a three-year contract. It's also why I think they brought in Scott O'Neill, to now, that was long prior before the situation with Mrs. Bonus. So, I do think the eventual plan was I think at after the end of the two years, they would ask Rick. Yeah. And if Rick wanted to do one more year or two more years. um, And I, but I do think the plan all along was whenever Rick, whether it was because his contract ran out and he wanted to retire yes. or whether they, that Scott O'Neill would be the next head coach.
3: Yeah. Well, he, uh, Arneal lives here, doesn't he? Doesn't he live here? He's yes. Like his yeah. main residence is here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. All right, okay, Steve. No, yeah, thanks good. so much thanks for, the for the call. call. You take Bye. care. Okay. And uh, Mike, Mike, what's up, man?
2: Well, I want to talk about the referee a little bit. I, I, I think he might be a little harsh. Uh, they got the call right on, on the goal by um, the Lowry interference call. So isn't that what it's all about? And, and perhaps it reflects the fact that now referees have the ability to review their own calls. Curious what you think of that.
1: Well, yeah, but if, if that's how they're making decisions is, oh, we'll just fix this in the review, then, then what's the point?
0: Yeah, why not just call everything all the time and then just look they, at it?
2: They made a call. I really don't think that influences their call, but, but let's go to the, the end. The result we're seeking is they get it right, and they did.
0: Mike, uh, Mike that's fair enough. If there was some kind of interference, there wasn't.
1: It, he brushed by his glove out of the crease. To me, this, this
0: goaltender interference call is like saying Adam Lowry slashed somebody. And then go to review it. And while he did, like, he didn't interfere at all. There was no interference on the play.
2: Every game has phantom calls. Every, whether it's, the worst is hooking because the referee doesn't have the right angle to actually see if the stick is put in the hands area, but just sees a stick in an area that might represent hooking. So we see phantom calls all the time. On on goals? I'm not going to defend. The other point I want to make, though, real quick, putting the referees in front of the media are, are you kidding me? Do you expect the Toronto media and certain media to have objectivity when it comes to asking questions uh, of referees? Or is it going to be fan service that we're going to ask about whatever it is? And, and while I respect you guys, do you think everybody in the media has enough understanding of the game to really identify uh, true issues and ask appropriate questions?
1: Well, I mean, but they, but that, there's there's that same anticip Well, you could say that about them speaking to players or uh, or asking a, a head coach of a national hockey league team questions. So I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think that has anything to do with, with what, what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I always believe that there should be some more accountability from, from the referees, particularly when there's – or at least maybe if you're not trotting the referees out to answer questions, maybe there's somebody a representative within the league that comes out, somebody that answers these questions and says, yeah, we botched it. But you never hear that from the league.
0: That I would I be know. down for, Mike. Yeah. i a representative. I'm with you on the referees coming out. There's no
1: – all yeah, you you're going you to you get good, from them is – You make is... a good point, Mike. You do, you do.
0: All you're, are you gonna, you're right, Mike. All you're going to get from a ref is I either didn't see it or I blew it or I don't know what you're talking about. That's how I saw it.
3: You're May not going to get any clarification on it because May they make, make
2: mistakes. Shifley, it's all coaching. All, all coaching, I, I believe he sincerely, uh, in his mind, thinks he's doing what's for the good of the team. And then to Maurice, he was permitted to, to play to the offensive side of his game. Adam Oates definitely fed that. I I think bonus. Uh, did a great job of convincing him. Don't know what happened mid-season last year, but I I think he has in his head uh, the idea that I'm most effective as a two-way player. But Mike, He's getting offense off defense.
0: But, Mike, you think Paul Maurice didn't tell him that?
2: Uh, I think Maurice created a culture and an environment where his voice was lost after a certain amount of time and Shifley only had made his mind up what his role was.
0: Okay, so let's let's go five years ago when he asked him to back check.
2: Uh, but again... He's let's go four years after that, that.
0: Let's go three years after that. Hey, Mark, we'd like you to back check. Let's go to the year he compared him to Steve Iserman right. as his idol and said they'd probably build a statue out there. You don't think in and around that time he said that to the public that he wasn't going, if you want to be Steve or if you'd like to be, or I see you could be Steve, but this is what we need from you defensively. And you think, That wasn't being said as a coach. I don't know any coach on the planet that wouldn't have asked not just Mark Shifley, but this team to play better defensively over the last six years.
2: But you've got a respected skills coach and Oates who I think was giving him a very different message. So now you have competing messages. And what I'm saying is uh, at different times, one voice wins over other. And I think at times it wasn't Maurice. And with the passage of time, Maurice's voice became less relevant. I don't disagree with that at all.
0: In yeah, fact, yeah. I, I remember when Paul Maurice was brought in here and we went into an off-season and, and the media was in the scrum when they were asking Mark about Paul Maurice and every one of his answers said, well, I need to do this and this and Adam tells me this and Adam tells me that. Yeah. It wasn't it, one thing about Paul. And it's, it's
1: also exactly what but, Paul Maurice but, said but when if, he... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Finish. If that's the case, that's on the player.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's also what Paul Marie said at the end. It's like, I can't I can't keep pushing the button. I'm not players, getting the same players results Players can hire anymore. a chef yeah. to tell them yeah. so to, to eat you potato change
0: chips every night. That's so why you
1: change the head coach. And the coach the could
0: reason. be saying, don't eat potato chips any night. You should listen to your coach.
1: Hey, Mike, thanks a lot for the call. Really <laughs> appreciate it. All right, yeah. yeah, great call. Great, great. Thanks, Mike. Uh, 204-780-6868. Let's take a break. Let's come back.
0: The distance traveled.
1: This texter says, Cam, can you mention Wheel's goal last night and how the garden erupted? That would be cool. It did. They were real happy for him that he scored. It wasn't a it wasn't a Bronx cheer. It's, it wasn't a Bronx cheer they were happy for him. It's generally. all gonna
0: open up now. <laughs> the floodgates are gonna open up. Ten
1: points in six Here, games. That's
0: Blake. I don't know why I can't be more consistent, but he'll now have twelve points in nine games. why
1: did you take why'd it take you so long to get some points, uh, Blake? I mean, and I'm all of a sudden kidding. you're on fire. Well, what did kidding. you what did you expect? Did you expect any less from me? Yeah. I'm Blake Effin Wheeler. We'll be right back. Fifty points coming
0: maybe jets at noon on six eight cjob
1: 204-780-6868 204-780-6868 free for all friday special teams powering the winnipeg jets a victory six three over the nashville predators yesterday pk going five for five sandberg nine block shots team com- team combined 14 he had nine of them second straight clean sheet building that confidence gym Building that confidence, four on five. Yeah, I uh, don't
0: understand some of the listeners who have texted us and said they're not happy with Sandberg or he should be. Yeah, sad We've been for getting Stanley. that the last uh, been, little bit. I like I his get, season so yeah. far. I think it's been good.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really understand that, but hey, we take Use all his opinions. Face. <laughs> we take all opinions here, especially Brendan on Dylan free throw Friday. Uh, not gym. the face. Uh, power play extends its goal streak to four straight. Five for fifteen over the last four games. Pretty dang good. Uh, I thought it was good, even when it didn't score yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, I'm, and this is a big test tomorrow with Dallas. Yep.
1: Big yep. test. Oh, yeah. Yep. They can
0: come out first in the division if they beat Dallas tomorrow.
1: Uh, out Bross, of the weekend. Bross, Potentially. Brassois. How would you think of a game that he had?
0: I thought he was good. I yeah. mean, it wasn't that busy, right? So, a little shaky. Spets, but, um... Uh, you know, some people are wondering because of his record and how, how many goals he's given up, but I think he'll settle in a little bit. I didn't mind his game.
1: Yeah. Uh, battle for first in the central. Again, as you mentioned, Saturday, uh, noon pregame show on Power 97, not on CGOB. is going to be playing the bomber game. Pregame at noon, puck drop at two. Uh, battle for first in the central. This thought popped in my head, Jim, on Saturday. Um, we saw this last year. The Jets challenging for first. Another opportunity to take first. To me, it seems different this year. This team seems on another sort of plane, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a remember when they said we had some texters early in the season that said, what new direction? Shifley's still here, Hellebuck, yeah. you know, blah, blah. This is the new direction. This is the new direction of the way they're playing, the style, and and the depth of the four lines rolling. Their five-on-five play this year is, I don't know, I, Somebody will probably look this up and tell me. I haven't compared it to years past. It's got to be the best it's
1: been. It's got in recent memory. Now at, it's a small sample
0: size. Like thirteen games is not a big sample size. But the flip side of this is, and and some people say, look at the teams they've beat, but they haven't beaten Vegas. Or fair enough, Dallas is here tomorrow. That's yeah. a big test how they play. But you can only play who you're playing. It's seven, four, and two. You can judge who you're playing and everything else, but you still the flip side of that. If they were four seven and two, what would we be talking
1: about? Yeah, and you know what? Listen, they 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 won in Arizona, they won in St. Louis, they won in Nashville. These are all They're multi, undefeated they're, in the
0: Central Division again this year. They're right
1: multi-goal now. wins. They're undefeated against the Central Division. Those are games they won by more than one goal, and not just not you know not just because of a, uh, of, a of an empty netter. So um, it's. It's It's been good. All right. So we got to squeeze in at least um, 45 seconds to talk about the Oilers. doesn't feel like anyone's going right now. Have you ever experienced something like this where, you know, some some guys slump, obviously, but it just feels like no one's going right now. Yep. Great,
3: great observation. It's...
1: There you go. Leon Drysaddle, not happy. Why are you so pissy? <laughs> I'm not. 3-2 lost to the Sharks. I, I don't
0: want to pile I, on on him now. Like that interview where the pissy comment came out, he was being. But last night. I don't know what they do, Cam.
1: I, I give them complete carte blanche to be upset. They lose 3 yes. 2 San Jose. I watched the first period and I'm like, man, they came out insane. Lehigh shot, till just like Vancouver. And I'm like, wow, well, you guys got to figure out a way to get a couple here or you're going to be buried. And that's what happened. I don't know what they do there. I don't know either.
0: They play that Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday. We're in hell, boys. Um, but on this team we fight
1: yeah no real for quick every inch I wish we could get more of your guys text messages on but we had four phone calls and that takes precedence so if you want to get your comments on free for all Friday pick up the phone 204-780-68 pick up but- the phone But we appreciate everybody who sent the text message. I read everything. I might not get back to you, but believe me, I read it and really, really appreciate it. Jim Toth, it will take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for producing the show. Have a great long weekend, everybody. Make sure you go to a Cenotaph on Remembrance Day and take time before the Bomber game and before the Jets game. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB.